I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm your co-host, Isaac Harris of Mavs.com. And uh, yeah, Nick took the day off because he rightfully is celebrating his birthday over the weekend. So you get me today uh, riding solo. I did a solo one back over, I guess, over the holidays and uh, riding solo today, mainly because my schedule was really weird on Sunday and is kind of packed full with different things. So it was kind of hard to bring on a guest. Uh, but no, I have some things to talk about today. We're going to, uh, I posed a question on the Lockdown Mavs Twitter account earlier today, earlier on Sunday, that said, over the next six months, the Mavericks will blank. And it could be anything. It could be you know roster movement. It could be playoff expectations. It could be whatever you wanted to make it. And I uh, had a lot of different replies, so I wrote down a lot of the replies, and that's going to be the majority of the podcast today. And this podcast, of course, is brought to you by this episode. is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. But for this opening segment, what do we want to talk about? I guess nobody can really talk to me back, talk back to me in a podcast. But do we want to talk about the Bachelor? Do we want to talk about the Super Bowl? I can talk. I can talk about either one of these. Bachelor, Matt James's season. Uh, I was all out on Sarah this last episode. So uh, no, come at me, spit at me your your hot takes about Sarah. I'm not for them. Uh, but no, I, I like uh, I like Serena P. I think she's uh, pretty solid. And I like Bree. Bree's my favorite. Matt James, pretty solid. He's he's pitching like a one hitter so far in this uh, in this season. But that's I guess that's enough Bachelor talk. Y'all can come at me if you want to talk more Bachelor. As I watch that with my wife and uh, some friends. But Super Bowl, I just looked up the the odds according to Bet Online AG because I am a company man and they pay us. Super Bowl odds right now: Chiefs, Bucks. Sorry if that's a spoiler alert for some of you who didn't watch the games yesterday. Actually, I'm not sorry. Um, you should know by now. Chiefs are opening up, according to Bet Online AG, as a minus three and a half against the Bucks. So we kind of got got this like new goat versus the old goat. I, I was trying to think of the the NBA equivalent to this happening. It would be like Jordan. Uh, it'd be like Jordan still playing on the Wizards. And for some reason, the Wizards and Mavs met up in the finals, and it's like Jordan versus Luka. Haha. Uh, ha. But no, I actually did tweet that today. Uh, something along those lines of being able to watch in my lifetime Brady and Jordan. And I don't know how many of you, you know, listening that you can say that you watched the goats, I guess, of your sport for or the sports that you watch i should have put serena in that i'm i'm really confident that serena is the best uh, tennis player uh but the other ones are kind of up to for debate i don't even know where to start with baseball like where does the goat conversation start with baseball is it willie mays is it hank aaron uh, rest in peace to the legend uh hank aaron this you know over the weekend um I just don't know where, you know, Pete Rose, I, I've heard that in the past. I just don't know where to start with baseball. Baseball is super hard. Like, how do you compare a pitcher? Uh, I guess it's kind of the same with NFL, too. But how do you compare, like, a pitcher to an outfielder? I don't know. But um, 
but just to, for me to be able to sit back in my lifetime and say, man, I've I've got to watch the two greatest of all time in their sports and in Jordan and Brady. It's it's crazy. I, I, I Brady's kind of entered the range for me at this point of kind of like Kobe to where I didn't like Kobe early in his career. Then towards the end of his career, I had so much respect for him. I was like, all right, I was like rooting for him uh, there towards the end. And I'll never forget that 60 point game for him at the end of his career. And that's kind of where I'm at with Brady. I'm, it makes me sick even saying that my wife secretly loves, uh, it's not a secret it's a secret to you guys, but uh, my wife loves Tom Brady, uh, mainly because he's married to a, a Brazilian uh, model who is probably more popular than Brady is. And uh, my wife, um, all Brazilians have to stick together. So uh, she she loves the Brady family. So uh, that will be, uh, Brady will have some fans in my household uh, come the Super Bowl time. But no, yeah, it's just crazy to see Brady, see Jordan, both of those uh, two uh, best players of their sports uh, for yeah, in the prime of their careers, I guess. But uh, let's talk some Mavs stuff just real quick. Uh, the Mavs took off on Sunday. They did not practice uh, as, you know, they played uh, their their fifth game in seven days. I don't know if any of y'all knew that. Uh, but, you know, they, they obviously got beat against the Rockets on Saturday night, and everybody's frustrated. We put out a, a pod uh, yesterday uh, kind of recapping that game a little bit. We talked some Houston trades, talked P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, Victor Oladipo, and uh, how the Mavs could get involved uh, with the Rockets trade-wise over the next you know, month or so. But So, yeah, they took off Sunday, had kind of a rest day, and then they welcomed the Nuggets to town on Monday night, which should be a, a, a good game. Uh, KP should be back in that game. But the four guys are still out. Josh Richardson, Maxi Kleba, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, all are still out due to the health and safety protocols. And, you know, we positive sign. We saw Josh Richardson at the game the other day. I thought that was really cool seeing him on the bench and clapping and uh, cheering on the team. He's at least around the team. He's backed in uh, the practice facility. I think he posted a picture on his Instagram, maybe on a bike or something in, in the facility. Uh, but no, super, super positive sign. And just a reminder, I, I think this is a, a, a key reminder. I'm actually going to look this tweet up as I quote tweeted today from uh, Keith Smith, who's a, a great NBA follow if you don't uh, follow him, but he tweeted something today about Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he lumped in Tatum into that too. I think Tatum's reaching, getting close to the two week mark of being out due to COVID. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was, you know, lot. I'm not even going to touch that situation. But um, yeah, he was out for an extended period of time and multiple test stuff, and he was out almost three weeks. Uh, Tatum has been rolled out just over two weeks. But Keith Smith said this uh, in his tweet, and I think it's just a reminder for all of us when we're thinking about even, you know, I got some tweets. I mentioned this on yesterday's pod. I got some tweets about, you know, Richardson being there with the team. It's like, oh, okay, if he's there, why isn't he playing? It's like, well, it doesn't really work that way because these guys haven't been practicing. They haven't been, you know, doing anything work-wise in two weeks. You can't just throw them into a basketball game. They have to, you know, Richardson posts this picture on his Instagram and it's, it's like this face and he's like sweating. He's like, man, this is my, you know, uh, my getting back in the shape after COVID look, you know, basically. It's like, it's a reminder these guys got to get back into shape and even when they get back on the court but Keith Smith's tweet says again everyone is different no one is rushing back from COVID until they feel 100% ready it's different from a quote regular injury and we just have to remember that I can't stress that enough that this just isn't normal 
This isn't a normal injury. This isn't a normal uh, timeline type of thing. You can't look this up. You can't, it, that's the thing. You can't even like compare this to other injuries we've looked at in the past of like meniscus injuries or any of these other injuries. It's like, all right, let's look at these other guys and look at their timelines. You can't do that. You just, you just can't. And we just have to play the long game with this, be patient and it's like, all right, we, it, you know, if Richardson comes back this week, you know, Rick alluded to it that Josh could be the first guy back that we'll probably see, you know, back before the other guys. Whenever he does come back, he comes back. Whenever the other guys do, they come back. It's not on our job as fans, as anybody to sit there and try to, okay, well, when is that person? Well, it's been this amount of days, all this stuff. It, this is them. This is their timeline. So uh, this is bigger than basketball. So we let's uh, enjoy the team that we have on the court as we await and we will welcome these guys back on the court whenever that is. But yeah, timelines are going to look um, different for everyone. So with that being said, let's get into the question because I, I think the question is very interesting on what will the Mavericks do over the next six months? You know, if you, if you add that up, obviously we're in January, you go to like what end of June, July, I'm basically just saying what will, what will happen with the Mavericks until the beginning of next off season. So I'm not even saying, I'm not talking about anything for free agency uh, for next summer. I'm not talking about anything uh, that could happen with the draft. None of that. Basically towards the end of the season, what will happen between now and the end of the season for the Mavericks? A lot of you guys took a lot of different routes to that positive and negative, of course. Uh, so I have some fun ones we can talk about. But first, as always, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And it's improved. It's even more. They put this in the ad read, delicious-er, if we want to say that. No, you, you guys know Nick and I are huge fans of Built Bar. Uh, we have I have so many Built Bars in my pantry right now. I have some in my fridge. Nick has convinced me to put built bars into the fridge. Uh, and I, I think I'm about it. I like them either way, but I have a bunch of different flavors now. I actually love this. I've been trying to do keto for, uh, roughly the past six months. I've went kind of off and on a little bit, uh, with it, mixing some things in here and there, but they have some new flavors, caramel, brownie, cookies, and cream, cherry barcia, which is really good. I know Nick's been promoting that. It's pretty good. Lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp, Guys, we can't hype these these things enough. I mean, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. If you're counting a lot of your carbs like I am right now, Built Bar is like the way to go. Especially like late at night, you kind of want like a chocolate snack sometimes. This is me. I'm, I just swear I get in trouble. Don't go for the sugary cereal. Go grab a Built Bar. This is, this is what I've been doing. But anyway, the promo code locked on. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Before we get into some of your questions, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today, wherever you get podcasts. See, I can't do ad reads. Get off me. Some of you are like, hey, Nick does all the ad reads. I just can't do it. I, I can do it when I have to do it. Uh, it's just, it's, this is all in Nick's wheelhouse. He's really good at this stuff. All right. Responses to this tweet today. 
Let's talk about it. First one, at MavsN4 says, over the next six months, the Mavs will stress me beyond belief. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be stressful. I mean, we know this. We know because I think any fan base can say it's going to be stressful. I mean, I guess outside the Lakers right now, but I would even say any fan base you know, in the league is stressed to an extent because of the whole COVID dynamic. We don't know what's going to ha- happen, you know, as the season progresses, the month months progress, you look at, you know, what's happening with Dallas right now. That could happen. We hope it doesn't, but it could happen with any team in the league. I mean, you saw, I mean, I think Memphis just had their fifth game canceled uh, or postponed. I should say that uh, Washington had five games postponed. Dallas hasn't, you know, we've had one game postponed. We haven't had that whole big stretch like some of these other teams, but I, you know, any team in the league, could go through this at any moment. So I think there will be a level of stress. There's going to be a level of stress uh, for, for anybody uh, right now. And uh, especially during a season like this, but for the Mavericks too, I mean, you know, you look at the start to the season, I'll talk more about it in a second due to one of your responses, but you know, with everything, you know, KP missing the first nine games of the season. Uh, we know everything that's happened with our, our team health and safety protocol wise. And, you know, Luca playing himself in the shape. He's like, hey, we they thought the season was going to start earlier. And he's kind of just having to play, play himself back into shape now. So uh, I think there's a lot Dallas is still trying to figure out over the first 20 games. You know, even though I'm saying 20, but that's just, you know, basically five more games. So stressed, stress me out beyond belief. Mavs and four, I, I, I think you're. I think a lot of fans are probably going to be be there with you. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully, as we start to turn the corner, we see the light at the end of the tunnel as far as Luka getting in better shape, KP, you know, still looking fine health-wise, and, you know, guys are coming back, rotation, figuring out the rotation, everybody getting in shape. It might take 20, 30 games. Uh, it might be a little later into the season than we hope, but got to make the best with the cards that are dealt to you. At the next one, at... Bryson Z Nasty. What a Twitter handle. Mavs in six months will win and lose basketball games. All right, Bryson. You're the type of guy who when somebody walks up to you and says, hey, what's up, bro? You answer back, this guy. That's you. Because you respond to this question, win and lose basketball games? No, don't do this. Don't do this to a tweet. You're trying to be clever. You're not clever. Ha ha. You got a giggle out of me. Um, sorry, Bryson. Funny. At J Dick915. Interesting. His his answer to this is make the playoffs and win at least one round. Solid answer. I think this this was probably the one that was given the most uh as a response to this question. That over the next six months, your prediction is the Mavericks will make the playoffs and they'll win one round. Okay, so making the playoffs, I think, yes. If we don't make the playoffs, I think even considering everything that's going on, which I'll once I'll, I'll get to that again in a second, because somebody responded to me today saying, "Hey, if we make top six, that'll be disappointing. If it's you know if we're six in the West, I totally disagree with that. I don't think that'll be disappointing if we finish six, but I'll get to more of that in a second. So make the playoffs. If we just say the top, we have the top six, and then seven, eight, nine, ten are a part of the playoffs. Right now, Mavericks are setting at eighth place. There's some games going on, but we're at eight and eight. The Warriors, no, actually we're setting at ninth. Warriors are setting at 10. 
So make the playoffs. That means we, if we're not in the top six, we hit the play in and then you have to win, you know, at least a game or two to be at that seventh or eighth spot. Then you're probably playing one of the LA teams at that point. So this is why I've been saying all along. I just want to make the top six. That's, that's my, that's my thing. That was my, I answered, uh, I quote tweeted this tweet and I answered it myself over the next six months. The Mavericks will make the top six of the Western conference or finish in the top six of the Western conference. I just think that that's the range. I think if you land in that top six, you achieve two things. You get out of the playing tournament. So you don't have to mess around with any of that. I don't have any business with that because anything and everything can happen in one or two games, especially if you're, yeah, I just, I don't like any of that (laughs) because a rolled ankle or anything like that. I don't like the y'all know I'm the old man. Get off my lawn of this whole playing tournament. I'm not a fan of it. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll sit there and take it in. Like, cool, entertaining. I just, I don't like it. I don't like the idea of a seventh seed, you know, being 10 games better than a 10th seed. And the 10th seed only has to beat them two times. And then bam, that seven seeds out of the playoffs. I just don't like it, but who cares? So, uh, when a playoff series, that's okay. Going back to what I was saying, sorry. If you make the top six, you avoid that whole play in, cluster but you also probably avoid the LA teams which are probably the two best teams in the conference again sorry David Locke Utah's right up there too at 12 and 4 but I mean if we're just being honest I would rather I mean me personally I'd rather play the Jazz than the Clippers or Lakers sorry that's just where I'm at so if you if you finish sixth fifth somewhere through there fourth third I mean obviously you can move up through there you're probably looking at a first round matchup with Utah or Denver or Phoenix or Portland, or whoever it is through there. So, uh, yeah, I would much... Top six is where I'm shooting for all of this. The next one, at Jennifer Leanning. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, She answers that the Mavs, over the next six months, the Mavs will get their groove and game back. Man, that's a good one. And I I think that's a solid, solid goal. I I think it's a a low bar to sit there and hit because I I think it's also acknowledging that we haven't found our groove yet. I think we're one of the only teams you, you look at once again, let's just have this conversation. Actually, I think it's the, uh, I think it's the very next guy. So I can, I I can lump this question in very next guy said, I think it's Justin Covey says, make the top four and win a playoff series. He's the one who I think re, I think it's him who responded to me and said making the top six is not is a disappointment, especially uh, yeah with considering everything last year. If you finish six in the West, I don't think it's a disappointment at all. I think if the Mavericks finish six and they avoid the the uh, the play-in tournament, and you're telling me they're fifth or sixth in the Western Conference and that's where they land after everything that is that has happened to start this season, you're gonna tell me it's a disappointment if they finish six. I'm not there. I, I'm I just I'm not I'm not there to accept that as a disappointment. I think we could have a conversation of whoever they you know match up with in that first round of the playoffs. What happens in that playoff series? Then because I didn't walk out of last year disappointed. We, I've been very vocal about that. That hey, them losing to the Clippers, them just getting in the door was a success for me. Getting into the playoffs, then you factor in everything that happened. Uh, I think I'll just have to wait till the moment to see how that first round series plays out for, for me to determine what's a disappointment, what's not. But yeah, I, I think, you know, for Dallas, 
once again, we've said this a thousand times, all the, all the games that these guys have missed, you know, we're over the two week mark for Richardson uh, and Finney Smith. We're nearing the two week mark. I think we're a couple days away from Maxie and Dwight Powell being out for two weeks. You know, Brunson missed those four games, Luca Hardaway, Burke missing a you know game each KP missing the first nine games. We just haven't been able to develop that consistency. So finding the groove among the team that amongst the team like that, that's the hardest thing for them to do right now. And I, I can't blame them. I mean, that, I can't imagine trying to, you know, find it, an identity. And so even though I get that, Hey, we have, we've had Luca for the majority of the season so far. Now we have KP back. That's your identity. I get that, but you got to work in the pieces and that has to be a harder thing for them to do right now. So yeah, I think getting the groove back, uh, getting their game back. I think all of that will come. So Jennifer, Great one, great answer. I think that will happen. Uh, Justin Covey saying make the top four and win a playoff series. That top four is going to be hard, but if there's a team that I would be buying stock in right now, I'm biased because of the Mavs. It would be the it would be the Mavericks. If I was a national guy, I would be looking at teams right now, and I would be all over the Mavericks because we're eight and eight, considering everything that's happened. And I think it's only going to go up from here once we start getting guys back and KP's more into the system and Luke is in better shape and all of that stuff. So I think better days are ahead this season. Now, there's not better days as far as the schedule goes because that schedule is just continuously brutal, uh, even though a lot of home games are coming up. But uh, I think better days are definitely ahead for the Mavericks. Uh, Before I get to the next one, let's take a break real quick and talk about betonline.ag betonline.ag is the place to go to for any of uh, your bets like I said a while ago to, at the beginning of this whole episode I mentioned the Super Bowl I just got in watching today uh, Pat Mahomes just take take over the AFC game win it for the Chiefs beat the Bills sorry Bills nice story but you beat the Ravens so I don't care about you uh, Pat Mahomes goes to another Super Bowl we have Tom Brady uh, beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going to uh, another, gosh, an insane amount of Super Bowls for him. I think it's his 10th, possibly, maybe his 11th Super Bowl. But yeah, Bet Online AG already has the odds out. Chiefs are opening up as a minus three and a half against the Bucks. So uh, if you're all about that, uh, if you want to lay some money down on the Super Bowl, go to Bet Online AG. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Guys, go to Bet Online. What are you saving for? There's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. Bet Online AG. Sign up today for a free account at Bet Online AG and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Guys, I can't say it enough. 50% welcome bonus. What are you doing? Locked on promo code, free account, bet online AG. Just go have some fun with the Super Bowl. You got two weeks to think about it. Open up your account right now. Um, Yeah, guys, tune in tomorrow. Uh, Nick will be back on Tuesday. We'll have a uh, post-game pod uh, tonight after the Denver game that Nick will be back for. will be back watching that game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you already know. You're listening now. You're subscribed. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? You have to be subscribed. Tell you we should make a challenge. Like you got to make a friend subscribe to the podcast because we drop pods sometimes at midnight. If you the biggest the biggest way for you to for the subscription thing to come in handy, 
is when we drop emergency pods. They're so fun to do. And when we will drop them at random hour, random times of the day, if you're not following us on Twitter, if you're at work, whatever, if you're subscribed, when an emergency pod drops, you get that notification like, bam, a new pod, lockdown maps pod, I got to listen. There you go. Hopefully you don't get fired for listening to the pod. Just tell him Isaac told you you had to listen to the pod. All right, get back to some of your answers on Twitter. At Thad Film says, make the conference finals. I love this. Sign me up for this. Dallas has every bit of it working for him like Portland did a few years ago. It's right there for him. Like the whole Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum conference finals run that they had, and the, you know, they played Denver and all of that, that, that could be Dallas this season. You, I, there's a path for that to happen because somebody beat the Clippers with a healthy Mavericks team. I mean, I've said this before. You give me a healthy Mavericks team right now, healthy KP, healthy Luka, Richardson's in there. All the pieces on paper, they fit. We just don't know. If we got to see it in action first. We got to see all these guys playing together. A healthy Mavericks team? Mm. There's, no, there's not a series that I'm walking into. I mean, the Lakers have everything going. There's not a series I'm walking into saying we have no, no shot at all. Because when you have a guy, when you have a top five, top six, top seven, wherever you want to put Luka Doncic, when you have, you have an MVP guy like Luka Doncic on your team, you have a shot. And they have this, you know, we have KP. If he's healthy, if we're all healthy and good to go, there's not a series that I'm walking into come playoff time that I'm saying we have no shot in. So make the conference finals. I like that. Hopefully that happens. At Young Weather Learner, sweet. Cool Twitter name. I don't know if you're a meteorologist, you're trying to be the next Pete Delkus, but... That's uh, some um, uh, big shoes to fill says over the next six months, the Mavericks will win a playoff series and be close slash sign a third star. Interesting. I'll tie this in with at Maxi L who says over the next six months, the Mavericks will trade THJ and get a third star. I briefly talked about the Tim Hardaway thing yesterday. It's, it's an interesting situation because we know Dallas has a ton of cap space come this summer. We know a lot of the names have one off the board. I get all that. A lot of extension guys, um, a lot of guys who've been traded places that they'll probably end up re-signing with and all this different stuff. So then you go into this Tim Hardaway Jr. situation to where, you know, he, he's the best shooter on the team right now, wherever you want to put Maxie in that. Now he's going to enter free agency. You know, just let's just assume he, he finishes the year like he's playing right now. Solid player, averaging, you know, what, 16, 17, 18, somewhere through there. What are you comfortable as a fan like with that contract? If the Mavericks signed him, I, I'm just I'm I'm wondering from your perspective as a fan perspective. I'm wondering what the fan base would react to if they signed Hardaway to like a 4-year, 75 million dollar deal. Like I feel like the fan base would, you know, like freak out about that money, but like that that's the thing that I'm wonder, I'm wondering Dallas is in a unique spot right now that they have two bigger, bigger expiring contracts and Tim Hardaway Jr. and James Johnson. The difference in those is if you're going to trade Tim Hardaway Jr. before this trade deadline, you have to be getting a good starter back. You could justify trading James Johnson expiring contract for a player who might not be a third star, four star type of contract because James Johnson is made for a bench role right now to come off the bench and give you 15 to 20 minutes a night, not 28 to 30, but 15 to 20. So that's the thing with, with Tim, but they're both bigger expiring contracts where if you do go after a, a guy at the deadline, like a Victor Oladipo, like somebody else who has a big, you know, big cap number that you would need one or, you know, one or both of those bigger expirings. Uh, to match that salary. So 
Maxi says over the next six months that they will trade THJ. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. I could see a world in which Dallas swings for the fences for a third piece before the deadline, if it you know even if it's feasible. Uh, I could see a, a world to where Dallas holds on to majority of their guys and they make a couple fringe moves and say, hey, how would he, you know how do we try to you know shore up some of the rest of the roster a little bit, some of the bench you know pieces. I could see that route too. Actually, I'll go into another one, another answer to this. Dave Villanueva says they will make a couple of consolidation trades and end up with a third star, even if people don't realize it. I like this from Dave because he's kind of saying that we'll like fall into that third piece. This is what we've been kind of talking about like over the past year or so. Is Tim Hardaway that third piece? Is it you know could Dallas just ride KP and Luca to a conference finals or a finals and THJ be that third piece? But we don't really consider him a third star. You see what I'm saying? Could Josh Richardson fall into that a little bit? Do we actually need the third star? Uh, Dave says make a couple consolidation trades. I could see that. I could see them trying to target somebody out there and say, all right. There's one player out there that if we take two of our bench guys or two of our rotation guys, trade two of those guys for maybe um, an upgrade at a certain position, I could see Dallas doing that. That's that's the route. I've seen the buyout market thrown around a little bit, and my whole thing with the buyout market all along is when you're competing with with teams that are in L.A. and now Brooklyn in Miami, when you're competing with those type of teams in the buyout market, typically it's hard. You know, if you think about a vet who's getting bought out, you know, it's probably pretty likely they're going to seek out one of the LA teams who are one of the title favorites, one of the uh, a Nets team that is a title favorite, uh, a Miami team who went to the finals last year, but it's Miami and living in South Beach. So uh, I don't really like to uh, lean on the buyout market a lot. So. That is that, man. I don't know. Okay. I'll say this here. <laughs> this is two contrasting ones and then uh, we'll get off here and we can look forward to the Denver game. Uh, I'll start with a negative one. Squid Hover uh, says over the next six months, man, this is the negative energy right now. The Mavs will remain stagnant as a team that can only escape the first round if they get home court advantage, but they aren't a top four seed because they can't beat teams like the Bulls. Um, get that negative energy out of here, Squid. Christian Heidi says, I love this. Is, this is a great answer. I, I love this answer, Christian. He says, over the next six months, the Mavs will get a complete roster, finish eighth in, in the West, win a first round series while building their identity for the coming seasons. I feel like you just wrote like a Disney, like, I don't know, monologue for or like a description to the upcoming Disney plot or something. Great, great answer. Complete roster, finish fifth in the West. Win a first round playoff series while building their identity for the coming seasons. Sign me up. Let's do it. That's what the Mavericks are going to do over the next six months. I think they finish in the top six of the Western Conference. I think they surprise some people. They win a first round playoff series. I don't know what happens after that. Luke is going to have a monster playoffs. KP's back. They make a, a few trades. Actually, I was going to answer the question earlier of saying over the next six months, I think they change up a little bit of the roster. I do think they make a trade or two before the deadline. Uh, but we're still going to be, uh, yeah, riding on the coattails of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. So better days ahead. Guys, Denver is tonight, and Dallas should be a really fun game, even though we're missing those four guys. Hopefully Josh is back soon, and hopefully all those guys are, are doing better. 
and it continued to improve. But uh, should be a fun one. KP, Luka, Jokic, Murray, sign me up. Watch it uh, tonight on Fox Sports Southwest if you can. Uh, AT&T, wherever you can watch that channel. And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Mavs as Nick and I uh, put out a post-game pod tonight. Catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Boom.